Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Pleiadian Lineup, Tuesday, November 17th, 2015, and I'm your host, Ariel Taylor, with my co-host, Anastasia. Lavendar is traveling back from Arkansas, where she and Tammy hosted our Pleiadian Weekend Starseed Gathering, so she'll be back with us on the show next week. With the sun at galactic degree in Scorpio today, it is the semi-annual alignment of the Earth with the Pleiades. It will continue for two more days as the Pleiadian ships are here to check on their bloodlines, start new projects, conclude others, while monitoring the Earth herself as she goes through her own shifting to a higher frequency. Starseeds with Pleiadian connections should be paying attention to everything that goes on in their lives for the next few days because the seeds will be planted for some of you that can develop into higher consciousness, enhance certain abilities, or even bring new ones. In honor of this alignment with the Pleiades, tonight we'll hear a pre-recorded presentation from Lavendar about Pleiadian lineup, which they call the Celebration of the Blue Planet. The next Pleiadian lineup will be in May of 2016, and tonight we're announcing the ninth Starseed Crystal Quest to Arkansas, which starts May 15th through the 21st. This is a gathering of a particular soul family, which we call the Crystal Soul Family, which is identified by having at least one of these six star markings, either natally or progressed, 25, 26, or 27 degrees in Taurus, Scorpio, Aquarius, Leo, Capricorn, and Cancer. This soul group has the rites of passage where crystals are concerned, and when they come together in Arkansas, magical things happen. If you feel the call of the crystals and aren't sure if you have the markings, I'll be glad to take a look at your charts and let you know. Just send me your complete birth info with the date, the exact time of birth, place of birth, your current location, and send it to crystals at starseedhotline.com. At the top of the show, it's the Starseed News with Anastasia, bringing topics of interest to Starseeds that you're not going to hear in the mainstream. And we'd like to thank Fiona and Vanya for hosting the Switchboard this evening. We have an online Starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com. And thanks go to Tammy, as always, for her dedication to the forum. You can download our show podcast on iTunes or right from our Blog Talk Radio episode page using the cloud with an arrow icon. We'd appreciate your support of our show, and you can do that by clicking follow on our page here at Blog Talk, and you'll get our weekly show notice. The toll-free number for Starseed Hotline is 888-881-0881. The Stage 1 Starseed confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings in your natal astrological chart, and the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one phone session available with Lavendar, Anastasia, or myself. Remote healing sessions for people and pets are also available with Tammy. And if you have a birthday coming up, you don't want to miss out on your 10 hours of power, you can find out when that happens by requesting your solar return timing. 
And if you want a Stage 2 interpretation of that solar return chart, please order it at least two or three months ahead of time to make sure that you get it before your 10 hours happens. So first this evening, I would like to introduce Anastasia. Well, Hello. good evening. Hi, Ariel. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's great to be with you again. How is everyone? Um, we are going to have a, a, a little bit of news to get into, so I guess I had better do it. You know, I was listening to mainstream news today, and I just couldn't stand it. I thought if there was just any more deception, I would curl up. So I am happy to give you a real genuine news show tonight. So, <laughs> And there's a lot of news to report, so let's get started. Well, uh, today and tomorrow, Earth is going to pass through a stream of dusty debris from Comet 55P Temple Tuttle. And that's the source of the annual Leonid meteor shower. Now, this is not a storm year for the Leonids, so forecasters expect a mild display of no more than maybe 15 or 20 meteors per hour best seen during the dark hours just before sunrise. And there is a glancing blow CME expected this week, according to spaceweather.com. A magnetic filament on the sun erupted during the late hours of November 15th, that was two days ago, hurling inky black fragments of itself into space. Now, the CME will deliver a glancing blow to Earth's magnetic field on the 18th and 19th, and there is a 70% chance of polar geomagnetic storms when the CME arrives. They have discovered a new dwarf planet, which is the most distant object observed in our solar system. Get that, guys. This comes out of universe today. Now, it's been estimated that there may be hundreds of dwarf planets in the Kuiper Belt and Oort Cloud of the outer solar system. So far, we've found and actually seen only a few. But this past week, one more dwarf planet was added to the list and comes in at the most distant object ever seen in the solar system. This wow. newly found world, isn't that cool? It's yeah. been initial, initially named V774104. They really ought to name it REL or something, you know, that would be so much better. Come up with, you know, yeah, <laughs> or Anastasia know. or Lavendar, wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> we could think we could have the, the triplets in the sky. They need to name one after each. Oh, I'm not egotistical or anything. All right, anyway, B774104, and it is about 15.4 billion kilometers from the sun. Now, that's 103 astronomical units, and they say it is three times further from the sun than Pluto and is more distant than the previous record holder, Eris, which lies at 97 AU. Now, the discovery of this was announced by one of the astronomers who found the object naturally, and they say that this newly spotted dwarf planet shows the depths of our solar system. They say that it shows that the solar system is bigger than we thought. Well, yeah, isn't that amazing? All these years, all these many, many years, we see little pictures of our solar system and all the planets are numbered and named. And just imagine, guys, that's not quite accurate. New discoveries all the time. So I'll be anxious to see a picture with that in there. Yeah. So they're, find they're finding stuff all the time. Mm. All right, well, uh, large tornadoes, everybody, lipped, or ripped through a Texas panhandle on, on Monday night, and including one estimated to be a mile wide, and it reportedly leveled a Halliburton plant. It caused chemical and gas leaks. It downed power lines, and according to ABC and Amarillo and, and the Halliburton plant, 
the uh, or the Halliburton Company, their plant in Pampa, Texas, was completely leveled. Now, as of yet, no injuries were reported, and the building itself was empty when the tornado struck. Many cars were outside of the facility. Uh, the chemical spills and gas leaks are currently being contained, supposedly, but there is a concern that radioactive materials might have been released, and hazmat teams, when I last uh, followed up on this, were on site. So that was a mighty big tornado leveled that entire facility. Uh, in Istanbul, Turkey, we had a moderate earthquake that measured 4.2 on the Richter scale. It rattled Istanbul on Monday. That's uh, yesterday. It caused a short panic, but there were no initial reports of injuries. The quake was felt throughout the city, which is a metropolis of some 16 million people. Uh, they said that they felt the ground shift, and it caused brief panic, but again, no damage. Northern England is having some problems with rain. Torrential rain has brought flooding uh, to the north of England, causing major disruption to train services, uh, roads, and farmlands. Now, soldiers have been deployed to build flood barriers in Lancaster, and the Environmental Agency of England issued severe flood warnings this weekend, indicating that there would be a risk to life. It was confirmed that 180 millimeters of rain fell over some parts of northern England on Saturday, and again, 50 British soldiers were deployed to build flood bar barriers to protect houses that were vulnerable to flooding. So that was an urgent situation there in northern England over the weekend. And in Trinidad, an earthquake with a magnitude of 3.9 rattled Trinidad and Tobago on Monday, and uh, uh, no damage reported from there. And... Um, in Sri Lanka, we have uh, news that many areas of Sri Lanka have been affected by floods after heavy rainfall on Sunday. Northern areas of the country have been among the worst hit. The northern, the northern province of Sri Lanka saw over 230 millimeters of rain in 24 hours, so more flooding, a lot of water everywhere all across the planet, as well as volcanic activity, which is occurring now uh, at Merapi, Indonesia. Authorities in West Sumatra have raised the alert level on Mount Merapi after the volcano began spewing clouds of hot ash late on Saturday. Now, pyroclastic clouds over the volcano's dome continued well into Sunday morning, and there have also been a series of minor seismic quakes. Authorities have elevated the mountain status to the second highest alert level. And in California, a very rare event, you all, a rare tornado struck a central California town. It damaged buildings. The National Weather Service confirmed that a tornado did indeed touch down in Denaire, a little town called Denaire, Sunday afternoon. The tornado damaged some houses and trees. No injuries were reported, and they don't know yet how many buildings were damaged. But very unusual, a tornado in California. Yeah, well, does that mean they got some rain? Oh, they've been getting rain. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have. So far, last I've heard, it hasn't been enough to uh, mitigate the drought much. But if it continues, you know, all, a little rain's better than none, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. So I think it is helping the situation. Well, we've had a strong 5.8 magnitude earthquake between Honduras and the Cayman Islands occurring out in the Caribbean. Um, let's see, that happened on uh, two days ago two days ago. Computer models from the USGS estimate that some 54,000 people uh, felt weak shaking from the earthquake, and they say that it 
didn't cause any damage or casualties and there were no tsunami warnings issued. Well, here's an amazing story. On top of having some incredible skills in language and mathematics, a five-year-old child savant uh, boy from Los Angeles is also said to have psychic powers. Now, this young man, this child, I should say, uh, has been diagnosed with autism, but he is also described as a child savant since he is able to solve complex mathematical equations and speak several different foreign languages ever since he was a baby. A video posted on YouTube by the boy's mother shows this child speaking Russian at 13 months old, speaking Japanese at the age of two, and solving complex algebra now at the ripe old age of five. And for those of you that want to Google that, the child's name is Ramses, just like the Egyptian pharaoh, Ramses Sanguino. Check that out if you can find that on YouTube. Isn't that incredible? This is amazing. Wow. A mystery space object has landed in Spain. Rocket fuel tanks, chunks of satellites, or something else entirely. Nobody's quite sure, but in just over one week, three mysterious objects have fallen from the sky into the country's southeast. The mysterious debris has brought in bomb disposal agents and experts in hazmat suits to rush in to examine the finds as very puzzled people are looking on. First up, a strange black beehive-like ball was found by shepherds in a town in that region last week. Then, over the weekend, they found another, smaller object that was discovered in the same region, similar-looking. They said in the early morning of the day when the first object was found, witnesses said they saw between six and seven balls of fire falling from the sky. Now, as of this newscast, no report on what it was. That's just all that I read, but very interesting. A strange black beehive-like ball. Interesting stuff. Well, they have discovered a lost island found in the Aegean Sea. Makes us wonder if they could ever find a lost continent. Yes, a lost island in Izmir's Dikili, which was mentioned in ancient sources, was recently found within the scope of a research project carried out by a group of Turkish and foreign experts. Now, during surface surveys carried out near the village, Geoarchaeologists examined samples from the underground layers and learned one of the peninsulas there was, in fact, an island of ancient ages, and its distance from the mainland was filled with alluvians over time and dirt. So they have discovered a long-lost sunken island written about in ancient scriptures or ancient texts, I should say, long disappeared and now discovered. Makes us wonder about Atlantis, huh? Well, all of you folks that are thinking about maybe getting a new television for Christmas or just getting a new television, period, listen to this. This article comes out of the Activist Post. Your smart TV is tracking your viewing data and sharing it with advertisers. There's a troubling new report by ProPublica that reveals that Vizio smart TVs track what we view and report that information in a form that allows advertisers to then directly reach us on other devices. This is a bold new step past previous data collection by Samsung and LG Electronics. 
Now, the system is called Smart Interactivity, and here's how it works. When you watch a Vizio Smart TV, the company assesses samples of what you're viewing to note the date, time, content, and channel of programming, as well as your IP address. Vizio partners with data brokers to link your IP address with your age, your gender, your income, and interests, and this new enhanced data is given to advertisers who track all devices associated with that same IP address. Snooping right there into your living room. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, a strong earthquake has hit off the coast of southern Japan. It was a 7.0 magnitude earthquake that struck off the Japanese coast some 90 miles southwest of the uh, Kagoshima Prefecture. I didn't say that quite right, did I? <laughs> anyway, it did. It was substantial. 7.0 uh, created tsunami warnings to be issued. And other than that, I know not what else happened. But as you all know, the ring of fire is just rocking and rolling all the time. And any time we get 7 point and above earthquakes off the Japanese coast, we are concerned because, you know, Fukushima is still sitting there. Well, GMO tomatoes are making a comeback. Oh, joy. Um, you know, under the guise, they say, of incorporating healthier and concentrated natural compounds, genetically modified tomatoes are about to make a comeback on a new research that claims to pack in the same amount of reservatrol as 50 bottles of red wine into one tomato. Wow. Wow. That sounds, that sounds pretty weird, really. You know, it's like we don't need that much of a good thing, let alone genetically modified to get it. But earlier forms of the tomato GM crops included that transgenic tomato called Flavor Saver. And that tomato had a deactivated gene, which meant that the tomato plant was no longer able to produce an enzyme involved in fruit softening. It was deactivated. And the premise was that the tomatoes could be left to ripen on the vine and still have a long shelf life, i.e., for example, never ripening at all. And I don't know how many of you out there have actually bought tomatoes in the past where you bring them home and they sit and they sit and they sit and they can be there forever and you try to slice them and they are like cardboard. So anyway, this is what happened in the past. Well, apparently uh, those genetically modified tomatoes didn't sell and uh, they were approved in the U.S., but they just weren't popular. So they disappeared, but now they're going to make another comeback, uh, we think, because of this research that says they are going to make them even more healthy for us. So keep your eyes out for genetically modified tomatoes. And don't buy them. Well, a new Horizon photograph shows that Pluto has psychedelic colors. A newly released photos of Pluto shows that the dwarf planet is shining in a rainbow of vivid colors. This is a photograph released by NASA. They say that it is the latest in the series of photographs taken by the New Horizons spacecraft. And the photograph itself was snapped from a range of 22,000 miles. What a camera, huh? 22,000 miles. Oh. Yeah. Well, there's just a lot of space news all over the Internet, and I've only presented just a couple of stories tonight, but there's a, just a lot to digest. And uh, they have now also spotted a Venus-like exoplanet. It's only 39 light-years away. 
and, and NASA announced on Thursday that its Fermi Space Telescope, excuse me, has found a gamma ray pulsar in another galaxy. Now, this rapidly spinning neutron star lies outside the Tarantula Nebula in the Large Magellan Magellanic Cloud. <laughs> Help me, Ariel. Can you say that real fast? Magellanic Cloud. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, that's a galaxy that's about 163,000 light years away. So they say now that it's obvious that this single pulsar is responsible for roughly half of the gamma ray brightness that they originally thought was coming from the nebula. And that something's just one star making that nebula glow. So that's a pretty powerful light source out there. Really? We had another earthquake uh, in Japan, by the way. This is the second one. It was another 7.0. I didn't mention that. That one happened late last week. And uh, finally tonight, to sum up our news, this is a really sweet story. It came from a starseed to me, and this is out of Wildlife SOS in India. Um, They rescued a leopard from a well twice in the same day. There is a very quiet, tiny little village in India, agricultural village, that was disrupted by the presence of a young female leopard that was trapped in a well. Well, she was 50 feet down the well and terrified. They say the animal was clinging desperately to a rocky outcrop on the well wall, struggling to keep her trembling body from drowning. There was a picture of that in this news article. And veterinarians at Wildlife SOS Leopard Rescue Center got together, and uh, they put the leopard rescue team to work. And it was then that the rescue team found out the whole story. Well, it was discovered that the leopard had been found earlier that day in another nearby well and was rescued by the forest department. But because the animal, obviously in a state of shock and panicking because of its ordeal, uh, tried to escape from the crowds that had gathered, ran off, and landed straight in another well. Oh, no. (laughs) Yes. Well, time was running out for the poor feline, so they lowered a trap cage into the well. Uh, Relieved, I'm sure she was, relieved to find a dry container right beside her, the leopard clambered straight into the container and was quickly lifted out of the well. Meanwhile, the forest department managed to to, uh, control the crowds that were milling. They learned their lesson the first time and to ensure that the animal did not feel threatened so that there would be no panic or difficulties And the trap cage, once out of the water, was taken to the Wildlife SOS uh, Leopard Research Center for observation, required treatment. She's going to be fine. So it looks like luck was finally on the side of this beautiful big cat after a rather misfortunate morning. Wow. So, happy story. Happy ending. Yeah, happy ending. But boy, my goodness, that poor cat. Anyway, she's going to be all right now. So that's it for tonight's news. And... So I'm looking forward to the show, Arielle. Thank you. Well, and thank you so much for the all the work that you do in gathering the news. And it really gives us a, a picture um, Good. that we don't get, you know, uh, of things that are happening all over the world. And, and uh, you know, as the earth is going through her labor delivery um, of a new frequency on the planet, um, you know, it's, to keep everyone up. Things are on track. 
Well, good. I'm glad to keep everybody thoroughly up to date. We would really need to do an hour show in segments, you know, different sections of topics because there's so much going on. But I'm glad that it is helpful because we sure don't learn anything from, from mainstream media. It's really a sad state of affairs. So I'm glad that I can contribute. That's wonderful. And I do think it's important that we all know what's going on. Absolutely. So thank you it for is. that. Yeah. And we thank all you right, for well, your I, I'm going to turn it over to you now, dear. Okay. Thanks so much. Well, um, we're going to be talking about Pleiadian lineup. And uh, I have a, a pre-recorded presentation from Lavendar that I'm going to be playing for you. And then when that is done, um, if you have any questions about Pleiadian lineup, I'll do my best to answer them for you. And um, without further ado, here's Lavendar. Thank you, Ariel. Today we have a really, really special program, one that pinpoints the Pleiadian lineup, which is uh, May 15th through the 20th, and of course November 15th through the 20th. The main days that I look at, though, are the 17th, 18th, and 19th of May and November because there's a three-day window of activation when the Pleiadians come and go from our planet because the sun will be rising and setting with the, with the Pleiades to Earth. This is an astronomical uh, event. It's an astrological event, and we call it Pleiadian lineup for those of us that want to be reminded of these dates. And why do we want to be reminded? Because a lot of us are here working with the Pleiadians. Some of us are Pleiadians, some of us are not. However, the Pleiadians have the experiment on the planet at this time. They have more programs running with their star children, their indigos, and more and more walk-ins. And I must say that the walk-ins that came last November by the millions, not the thousands, by the millions, will be activated in full motion after this next Pleiadian lineup. The codes happen for them this way. They come down, they take a body attachment, which means a Pleiadian can be standing next to you, walking with you every day. You get to remain as your own soul and as your own mission, but you have a Pleiadian that walks with you, that gives you instructions, that helps you make uh, wise decisions, keeps you out of harm's way, and keeps you flowing with your mission. I had an example happen today uh, with a really charming lady. Uh, Her name is Elizabeth, and she wanted a chart reading. And so I did her chart, and in the chart I realized that she had really chosen her chart in such a special way. In other words, she was on a ship. She knew that she needed to come back to the planet. She wasn't on a a, a Pleiadian experiment. And there were several things that she wanted to activate in in her life. And she had to find a car, a vehicle, with which to come to have certain things activated in her body. And they were real specific things that would be time coded and released later in her life. And one of them was a 26-degree Libra rising with a Uranus at 27 Libra on her ascendant, which would give her the power and the momentum to be balancing beam for changes that would happen on the planet 
for star seeds and especially for her children and the children's marking comes over on her fifth house which indicates that she would really have within her bloodline information that would come from Atlantis information having to do with Athena the 96 goddesses everything in her chart came uh, up to the Pleiadian experiment as far as I could tell the other thing that happened as we were talking her voice print I realized that in a person's voice are codes in a voice print that activate files in my head and it gives me the access to download the information more about the person so when I saw that in her second house she had a 25 Scorpio that matched the eighth house 25 Taurus that was the Pleiadian code for activation from May to November so I knew that she was here to really be part of the Pleiadian experiment and when she first heard our radio show Ariel she was pregnant just a few months and her husband came in while the radio show was while our our teleconference was going on and laid on top of her and she said why are you on top of me I'm pregnant and, he, and, and she said this glaze came over his eyes, and she had to push him off. And all of a sudden, he said, I'm a Pleiadian doctor. I came to check on the baby. So that was very, very um, startling for me to hear that while we were doing our teleconference, which was she had, you know, on speakerphone laying there hearing us talk months ago while she was pregnant, that this would happen. And at that time, we were talking about the Pleiadian lineup. So you talk about synchronization and, and clarity about that. Also, I said to her, I said, you know, you have a marking over here that shows that in March that you would meet your husband at, the, at a certain time. You had an agreement to meet every March. And, and I said, did you meet your husband in March? And she said, yes, I met him March 23rd. I said, well, the activation actually happens on Athena's birthday on March 20th. She was really amazed that I was able to pinpoint the time when she would meet her husband. And her husband and she are, are really part of a great team to bring forth some beautiful crystal indigo children. And I really think that they're going to be scientists and inventors from Atlantis that are going to come and bring really responsible technology back to the planet. So I thought that maybe I would share with you today uh, an example of an, a Pleiadian experiment in a chart. If you have any questions about this, I'd be happy to answer. So if you have the mark of the Pleiades in your chart, you may be Pleiadian, you may be working with them, or be attached to one of them. Right. And as I said, the ones that came this past November, it takes a while maybe to get adjusted to some of the cause and effect that's already in motion with the um, the occupant and so they really probably won't be making such a, a huge dramatic entrance into the world uh, but after May we're going to see millions of, of Pleiadians go into motion and changes are going to really start happening and I'm talking about the exchange of world leaders and new technologies coming forth that are responsible and some of the criminals on the planet that have been polluting and runneth amok, including the, the greed, greed monsters of Wall Street, 
a lot of stuff's going to start changing after May. You know, some people are going to be very unhappy about the stock market and real estate and things that they own. A lot of uh, people are going to go to jail. They're going to be, you know, exposed for the criminals that they are. A lot of people will be happy about this. On the other hand, some will be unhappy because they have their money maybe in the stock market or places where they're going to lose. And I'm talking about some of the light workers on the planet and some of the people that have been responsible will be caught up in there's going to be a pon another Ponzi scheme that's going to be exposed much grander than the ones that we've been, you know, attested before. And some of the world leaders, I must say that there's going to be exchange happened. Uh, the exchange has probably happened already, but the activation and the acknowledgement of, um, you know, the entrance and exits of power in certain countries is going to take place. And there might be a few assassinations. If they're not willing participants in this Pleiadian program, then they'll just simply be taken out. That is, that is the way the program is set up. I'm also feeling like that we're going to have some educational changes take place. In other words, instead of people going to school to learn uh, the things that they're being taught right now, they'll be trained new programs of education are coming forth that's going to recognize astrology, uh, telepathy, enhance some of these children's gifts. There's going to be put things put in motion that will rectify some of the educational programs that we have now. And they will encompass some of the new technologies because most of the kids are learning what they're learning now through computers and through digital uh, information. You know, the Teton meetings that happened in January, they happened in January from 1, the 1st to the 7th, and July 1 through 7. So in the last meeting, it was really pointed out to us that we must be more tolerant of others that are different from ourselves because a lot of beings are going to come through bodies from the Pleiades, and some of them are going to act up a little bit because they'll be running on someone else's program and a program that's locked in pretty strong and it's kind of hard to take your foot off the accelerator. So it's like a lot of Pleiadians that are coming may be shown in a bad light, like they may go on a drunk for a week or they may beat their wife or they may do something very outlandish. And it's like, oh, you know, how can they be Pleiadian and act that way? Well, it, because the car and the accelerator is stuck. And until something jars it loose, can they really then function? It's like jumping into a speeding car and re and trading places with the driver and the you know the foot stuck on the gas is going to take some time to to correct his mistakes and his programs. I can see right. what you're saying there. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you know when and and I thought it was so lovely that when Elizabeth cho chose to be born, she chose to be born in a foreign country and, and with a family that she really didn't identify with. And she had a lot of karmic records in the in America, but she had to have this car. She had to have the physical vehicle because she had promised, you know, 
to her soulmate, and she had promised the children she was going to have that she would have to have this car that had, you know, roll-up windows and a and a radio and a you know special equipment in the car. That's the way I look at it. She had to have this for the bloodline to pass on to her kids. On an individual basis, knowing of this alignment coming up, how can we maximize our presence here and the knowledge of that timing? Well, the first thing is to acknowledge that it's happening and to be aware that what you ask for three times, especially if you're on a Pleiadian experiment with them, if you ask something three times, they really, it's like turning on your radio and you're getting the frequency of the Pleiadian station that's being beamed down. You know, ask three times and there it is. That's one of the things. The other thing that I would say is be very, very conscious of people that are around you and people that are are kind to you and even people that are mean to you. Just be very aware of the interaction because a lot of Pleiadians will come down and run tests on you. They'll be at the grocery store, at the drugstore, at the dry cleaners. You don't know exactly when you're going to run into one. And they'll be finding out what your interchange of energy is with by looking at the eyes, by seeing how you're treating your fellow humans. It's a, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of like they walk around with a clipboard and they're checking off different things with different people that they're, that they're looking at. Does that make sense? In- inspection at boot camp. Yes, it is. It is a Pleiadian inspection. That's true. That is very, very, very true. I had this picture of Starseed knowing the timing and having a point at which during this window they all put out a single intent. Yes. You know, there there are several... um, groups around the country that find days, like the 1111 group. That 1111 group is so strong and so powerful. And I know that it was like, I don't know how many years ago, back in the early 1900s, when that first started happening. There's an interesting story. I I can't really recall all of it right now, but I know that several people were led to come to Mount Shasta uh, on 1111. And at 11.11, at that time, a giant ship came down and gave them all instructions and and said that this would be a date when certain Arcturian ships, Pleiadian ships, Syrian ships, would, that's another date when on the planet they come and activate the intent. This is a strong intention day. Intention day for the planet and its people to move upward in frequency and in balance, and to also put the clarion call out, stop polluting the planet, stop polluting the children's minds with disharmonic music, disharmonics at any level. It's a clarion call. 1111 is a clarion call. And, you know, sometimes I, you know, look at the clock, and sure enough, it's 1111. Like this morning, when I called Elizabeth, it was 1111 for her time. Not mine, but hers. And so, therefore, it opens up a frequency and a window. It's like a, it's another, it's another digital radio station that jumps to another radio station that goes to a television station that goes to a satellite 
that all of a sudden it's 26 degrees of Sagittarius Galactic Center. That's just kind of how it works in my head. That's the best way I can describe it. So the reason that the 1111 group is so powerful is because they know how to combine their intent? Yes, it's an intention group. Okay, and for Pleiadians, people with the um, Pleiadian markings and programs that, that they know of, if they've you know, been drawn to the Pleiades, how can we combine our intent? And what would, what would you say if the whole group was going to get together and say, focus on one thing, what should that be? You mean like pick a day and a time? Mm-hmm. Is, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, I would say when the sun would be uh, on this Pleiadian lineup, I would say when the sun is 26 degrees, which I think is going to be on the 18th this year. I'm not sure. I think it's the 18th. And I would do 11-11. When, when you pull in an 11-11 on a 26-degree on a Pleiadian sign, you have a double whammy. So you have, you have a, a frequency to the Pleiades, but at the same time you have a strong intentional time. And 11-11, of course, you'd have to designate the times and all the time zones. Right. So that would have to go on for, for 12 hours at least for people in their time zone. Whenever they choose it, they would know that 11-11 would be happening with a group somewhere. Actually, I would say the intention this time for this one would be the acknowledgement of the millions of walk-ins that are on the planet and for them to have safety and protection with their coming out party. That'd be one thing. And I must say that as I'm doing these charts, more and more information is fed to me about information that maybe consciously I didn't know before. So as as I do more charts, I tell you, it, it is really incredible the amounts of information that seems to pour through me at this time, especially with the approaching Pleiadian lineup that we have. You know, I've been doing so many charts lately, and the more charts that I do, the more, inf- the more information is being fed to me about how the Pleiadians really operate on the planet. And when I see these 25, 26, 27 degrees, and some of the other star markings that I've been tracking, I am really, really confident about the voice prints that I get from people. I look at their natural states. I look at their rites of passage. And by the end of the day, I'm so overwhelmed sometimes by the immensity of how these Pleiadian experiments are actually conducted on the planet that I have to go out and dig in the dirt and, and you know, plant flowers or, or do gardening work because it is so, so overwhelming. And yet it's so wonderful for me to be able to access these records. And I've been doing this work for a very, very long time. But just recently, I've been able to access even further records and further information about Pleiadian lineup and how it really, really shows in a person's chart if they really are tied to these experiments. We have many shifts that are coming, but we have, yes, the shifts at all levels and all dimensions. And I must say, this program called Fringe that's on television is probably more true than people really know, and it's about an interlocking world space where a another parallel world just like ours is coexistence with us and there's times when we go back and forth and we get to interchange with our other selves 
in these times and places. And, and I think you're going to be hearing more and more about some of the scientists that have uncovered this reality. And I'm really happy to see that, that the show Fringe has been showing this. Well, do you think that would account for people that have seem to have split personalities or, or bipolar? They've, they've been diagnosed as bipolar. Could it be uh, some of those? Yes, definitely. You know, it's one thing to have a psychic experience or have a ghost show up or an astral show up or an ET show up. But to wake up and be in another world for five minutes and it's, it's another world and then step back, yeah, I think that the doctor would tell you that you're beyond bipolar. You're hallucinatory, you know, if you're having hallucinations and you're bipolar and you're take a pill. Right. <laughs> take a pill. And if that one doesn't work, we're going to add another one to it because two-thirds of them don't work in the first place. Right. That commercial cracks me up. I guess like, who would go and get that? Uh, a little off the subject there. There was a time uh, back in 1981 when I was on Catalina Island and um, I was instructed to send some crystals by a friend of mine named Elizabeth. She took the crystals to Cairo, Egypt, and it was on Pleiadian lineup that she was to take them inside the pyramid. And I think that must be when I really first started understanding about Pleiadian lineup. And um, I had such a horrific experience when she came back with the crystals. I remember picking her up at the airport at 2 in the morning, putting her in a limousine, taking the crystals from her, going to a motel, checking in, and I was ready to leave the next day for Catalina. And the man that I was with said, you know what, I think that we should just stay right here. And I said, yeah, but it's you know, it's Thanksgiving, and, and I want to cook, you know, the chicken and dressing and my mom's recipe, and I just started whining. And he just, and this look came over him, and his eyes got very stern. He says, we're not going. We're just not going. So I pouted a little bit, and then turned on the TV, and the, the helicopter that was taking us to Catalina had crashed right off the coast of Long Beach on the way to Catalina. And that's oh. the one. That's the one we would have been on, and that's the one that the crystals somehow knew and spoke in a very strange way to us to say, you don't get on the helicopter and you don't go to Catalina. I did take the crystals to Catalina, and this, and then I w it was very sad for me because that was the week that Natalie Wood died, and I was on the island at the time. And when I heard the news, I will never forget... I. I was doing dishes, and my friend came in and said, oh, you will never believe, you know, what has happened. And he told me, and as I was taking an iced tea glass and putting it down, it, it left my hand, floated in the air, and floated all the way down to the ground and did not crash. I'll never forget that. It was like a simultaneous moment of something. And then all of a sudden, I started bleeding, and I started passing kidney stones, and then we started having to get me off the island. It, oh, that was just a whole another horrific story. But it was like the moment those crystals came back from Cairo, stuff started happening. 
And that's when I say I can say that I really started tuning in to play it in lineup and some of the adventures that I was going to have in my forthcoming years on the planet would be tied to this Pleiadian lineup. And did you know at that time that you were assigned to work with Natalie? Yes, I was. And I was that's I had been told um previously I'd been in Flagstaff one day and and, uh, and they came to me and gave me a list of some of the high profile people that were star seeds and that would be asking for my assistance. And one of them was Natalie Wood. So I was very, very sad to see that she would not be in the realm of my protection and in my guidance. And so others stepped up to take her place. And later on, maybe later on in the radio show, I'll talk about some of these people, and maybe I won't. You know, there is a, there is a record keeper that is in Cairo, Egypt. There's this huge vast amounts of information that was brought from Atlantis and buried in the Hall of Records there and Giza. And occasionally, you know, I will just, trickery will just come along and snap that open and all of a sudden I'm looking at it going, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And I'll be wandering around in my mind through these halls of records that came from Atlantis and all these computer systems. And I get I'll get really engrossed in it, and then think, you know what, this doesn't have anything to do with me, uh, you know, doing dishes today or planting the garden or my everyday function. So I have to snap myself out of it. But I'm seeing more and more that I'm that I'm going back in time to the time that I was in Cairo. I was taken to these places. I was downloaded all this information from the Emerald Tablets and from Atlantean technology and so many other things that are hooked up to it. And one of the things that's hooked up to it, and this probably has to do with some of the work that I do now, is some of these records of the people are held in these crystal computers that are starseed now on the planet that go back clear to Atlantis. And and the record-keeping place from these mad scientists and some of the technology boys, even the Tesla kids that are on the planet now, they come from or I track from this huge computer uh, of crystalline measure that's in the Pyramid of Giza. And, of course, when I was there in 81, the first set of crystals went with my friend Elizabeth. Then the second group, when I was told to go back, this time I went back, uh, I put the announcement out. I said, look, I'm going. If anybody wants to show up, fine. And I said, I have no idea exactly what's going to happen except for one thing. I do know that the Pleiadians are going to come. They are going to choose some of us to do work on the planet. I don't know the specifics of it, but if you're willing, you're able, and if you think you want to be part of a Pleiadian experiment, then you show up in Cairo, Egypt on the 17th, 18th, and 19th of November of 1983. I had 18 people to show up. I had one uh, famous actress and author to show up. I had a lot of uh, I had a couple of scientists, I had astrologers, I had some uh, a really close friend uh, of mine that's, that I've been talking to ever since. And you know what, I have not really kept in touch with a lot of people that were in there, except recently I've had two to call me, and I have not talked to them for 25 years. So they're just now starting to resurface in my life, the people that were there on this Pleiadian experiment in 1983. And we took some Giza crystals. And the Giza crystals came out of the Jeffrey mine. We had 40 pounds of them. 
And uh, they were activated, and these are tiny, tiny, tiny double-terminated crystals. They're, I asked them how powerful they were, and they said, you have nothing on your planet with which to measure them, but they are seven million times celestial power. And I've kept a record of a lot of these crystals that have been traveling around the world to PowerPoints and to different places. And, of course, on our website, I talk about the discovery of star markings, and I have my Ayers Rock story in there about how many hundred people, you know, are waking in the middle of the night saying, please take me to Ayers Rock. And I just don't know what's going to happen there, but there is this marking on the top of Ayers Rock, which matches a, a, a hieroglyphic that they found in a recent tomb that was just opened. And you know what it says? Time travel. Wow. It's like that really lit my bulb up. I just went, they've been planning these huge demonstrations for a very long time. The immensity of waking a person up and having them buy tickets to get on airplanes to go to Australia and rent a car and drive out in the middle of nowhere to see this huge rock and plant this crystal. Wow. That's all i got to say. <laughs> That's way beyond Richard Dreyfus uh, in uh, Close Encounters, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really is. It really is. And I think of the the other people that have written to me and and how that they went to Washington D.C. and planted them all over the the monuments and the in the water fountains and some of the key places in Washington, and how they've been activated at different times because every time. Every time planets start hitting that 25, 26, 27 degree marking, these crystals are activated. They're activated and open up doors and windows of curves and angles of space, things that are so beyond our comprehension. But they're balancing beams. They're balancing beams between nature and man. They also have a lot to do with the Devic kingdoms. You know, the Devic kingdoms are such another area of work on the planet and they have to do with the crystal grid and when we planted some of the crystals in Yucatan in the cave I had one of the shocks of my life I actually see a fairy that stood about I don't know three to five inches tall and she picked up one of these tiny tiny little Giza crystals and she made this really weird sound and when she made this sound more of them came out of from where they were and I had people with us that got to see this. We had witnesses to this. And we were, of course, all very aghast at what we heard. But, but the thing that was told to me later was she was so excited about the information that she was getting from the crystal as she was making the noise because they had not heard from Cairo, Egypt in 500 years. Oh, oh my gosh. Can't tell you how much beer I drank after that. <laughs> well, I mean... Well, you know, when you get to see, your mind. well, when you see little people, <laughs> and you know, that, you know, they belong to the Devic world, and and they are carriers and messengers of crystalline frequency, and uh, yeah, it really, uh, it was a turning point for me. It was definitely a turning point for me, and for them, and 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 for them, and then later, I couldn't get on the airplane and go to Palenque. But I sent two people in, in an airplane to, to plant the crystals. And I, I, I was instructed to have them go to a particular temple that was well hidden. It was hidden by brush. It took them a while to find it. And I said, here's the important thing about planting these crystals. The minute you plant them, get the hell out of Dodge. 
because once that energy is released, there are some devic energies that are kind of demonic in form now that have been kind of playing there and using the energies for demonic purposes. And at the minute that you plant these crystals, it's going to banish them and disconnect them, but they're going to see who did it and they're going to chase you. And of course, I'm sure they thought I was kidding. So uh, they went ahead and planted the crystals and they were on their way back. Uh, just within five minutes, they turned around and here were these huge globs of black clouds running on the ground that were chasing them to the airplane. They got to the airplane, and the pilot was just about ready to leave them because when he saw this, he had already revved up the engine and was saying, I'm out of here. And they barely made it back into the airplane and took off. These black clouds followed them all the way to Merida. And it was not the rainy season. It rained for three days and three nights. Oh, my God. Yep. This is part of the stuff I have in in my journal that I'm going to be releasing. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll have a movie called Crack Between the Worlds because this is part of the adventures that come from there. Well, Lavender, thank you so much for your information about Pleiadian lineup. And um, at this time, if there is anyone that, that has a question in relation to Pleiadian lineup, I will be happy to um, answer what I can. If you're already on the switchboard, you'll need to press 1 so that we know you want to come on the air. And if you're listening on your computer, you'll have to dial 917-889-8292, and then once you get in, then press 1 so that we know you have a question. So um, while we are waiting for um, any possible questions, um, Vanya, I know um, Vanya, our, one of our switchboard hosts, had a question before the show. So, Vanya, I'm going to bring you on the air. Just let me get your mic open here. Hey, girl. Hello. Hello. So, would you please um, repeat the question that you asked me before the show? Um, my question basically is, um, if we are working with the Pleiadians or on Pleiadian assignment or carry some sort of marking within our chart, um, do we ever experience anything during Pleiadian lineup? Are we to look for high strangeness, pay attention to the type of people that uh, pop into our lives at that time? Um, it, Lavender mentioned in this recording that there are moments of um, – of interesting things that, that that happened to her, and I'm just wondering, um, have is that possible for us to experience as well? Yes, it is, and it everyone has their own timetable, and um, mm. it may not be every single Pleiadian lineup that something astounding happens, but it is a right. time when the opportunity is there, the potential is there, so it is a good time to just. Pay attention, be really alert, um, everything that goes on, uh, whether it's um, people that show up or doors that open or doors that close, things that come in your dreams or meditation. Um, these are all different different ways that you should be you know, paying attention. And whether you've got the mark of the Pleiades on your chart, 
um, which would be galactic degree, 25, 26, or 27 of Taurus or Scorpio. There are other markings as well that um, indicate involvement with Pleiadian projects. And certainly, um, even aboard the Pleiadian mothership, there are at least 33 different species. So um, it's not strictly, you know, Pleiadians only. They're not exclusive like that um, because they've got allies from all over. So even if you don't um, have the mark of the Pleiades, you could be on assignment to the Pleiadians, um, as Lavendar is. Um, And yes, strange things can happen, but sometimes Pleiadian lineup goes by and nothing um, out of the ordinary will happen because it's just not... Um, you may need to complete. Uh, <laughs> you need to clean your plate from the last time before you're going to get another serving. So um, it, it can vary from person to person. Is that well put? Your... Well put. Okay. Yes. Very well. Yes. Very well. Thank you. You're welcome. Any other question? Um, I know I had another one, but I'm just kind of digesting this one first to see if I can, it answers my second one. Um, so it's okay if I uh, just think about that one for a minute? Yeah, yeah. Well, you can just uh, let me know um, if you have another question. So uh, I will repeat, if you, if you have a question, I'm going to go ahead and turn your mic off on you. Um, if you have a question, you need to press 1 on your keypad so that we know you want to come on the air with a question. And um, if you're listening on your computer, the number is 917-889-8292. And then press 1 once you're in. And um, I'll do what I can to answer your questions. Um, You know, generally, about Pleiadian lineup, um, there are starseeds on the planet that have just woken up and sometimes when um, by progression you can be activated to the Pleiades. So if you didn't have the mark when you were born, um, sometimes depending on the placements of your planets, you can be activated to um, Pleiadian projects later in life so that... um, if you've been awake for a while, you could have an activation happen, and then all of a sudden, Pleiadian lineup takes on um, a lot more significance. Um, well, <laughs> I'm going I'm to ask Fiona, because we don't have anybody calling in yet. So, uh, Fiona, I'm coming to you next, honey. <laughs> Let me open your mic up. So, um, hi, Fiona. Hello, how you? Yeah, uh, Fiona is our uh, um, other switchboard host. And um, do you have any questions or comments about Pleiadian lineup or something that you'd like to offer? Well, yes, I do, actually. Um, And I was observing during the show when uh, Lavendar was relating her story about the fairy that she saw and the Divic influence. And what I'm wondering is if you know whether the Divic influence experienced by Lavendar 
do the Pleiadians actually have communication with the Devic part, or are these different dimensional things that the conduit would be the person on the Pleiadian assignment? Where would that fall into that? The, the Pleiadians work directly with the Devic kingdom, and Perfect. it is the, the, the Devas that um, are completely concerned with the earth, with nature, and um, I mean they're they're different from from the human population, and they are they're about the crystal grid, they're about you know natural timings, they're all about nature, and the Pleiadians work directly with them, and I suppose when Lavendar walked in with all of her galactic galactic codes and timing. Um, I'm sure that that was orchestrated, um, especially for her, by the Pleiadians and and the Divas. I mean, I could just imagine when she showed up and she's got these crystals, and then the Pleiadians, it's like, you know, <laughs> come out of hiding. She's got something for you. So it was well, a combination. Well, as you know, and, and, and also when I, um, the crystal quest that I um, was uh, with yourself and Lavendar, I did experience a what I believe is a Devic experience with the crystals there. So I totally get that they, that they're there. And the messages that they bring are very, very, very interesting. And I'm, uh, I had not heard this story about Lavendar before until tonight. So it was very um, enlightening. And I uh, uh, just uh, enjoyed hearing that, her, her story about the fairy. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I love that story. And I don't know that she's ever seen another one other than that one time. Mm-hmm. But it was a special point in time, um, a bit of a demonstration. But um, the, de- the, I mean, the crystals are part of the Devic kingdom. There are Devic beings that reside in the crystals. So when, okay. yeah, so when a, a when a starseed type person um, picks up a crystal. There's a there's a resonance, especially when they when a starseed has particular markings that um, align them, you know, like the Crystal Quest markings. Anybody that's got any of those six markings is aligned to the crystals, and therefore the Devic Kingdom. And there, are, I mean, I think a lot of um, tribal people um, in in the world that live much more closely to Mother Nature than, you know, uh, people that live in a big city. So they would have a closer mm-hmm. connection as well. And I have one more um, uh, uh, thing that I'd like you to expand on just a little bit for a moment, if you could. And I think you spoke a, a little bit about it in the beginning. And it's exactly... When the when the Pleiadian lineup occurs, that the um, you know Pleiadian that they send many more ships uh, in, and this is a almost a celebratory period for them. So, um, how would they deal with some of the things that are going on the planet at the time, or is that from other forces, and they would be here to fortify us? Could you expand on that a little for me? Right. Well, it is. Um, when I mean, there's always Pleiadian ships in residence here. Um, but during Pleiadian lineup, there are 
many, many more. And they come, and it is a celebration, but they, it's also um, uh, kind of like a business and pleasure uh, trip because while they're here, they check on their bloodlines. They they might start some new programs or, or projects. Uh, Lavender used the words experiment, but that kind of sounds a little diabolical to me, so I prefer the word project. And um, they will also um, maybe tweak out projects that are in the middle and and projects that have concluded. Um, when people um, graduate, sometimes they'll they'll take um, they'll take the graduates home. They might drop off some, some new, um, like walk-in type souls that will start new projects. But it's it's a you know like Lavendar said it's it's like a um, it's like an inspection, and and a lot of times they will they'll just watch and see where they just want to know where you're at, and therefore they'll know where you need a little bit of help or maybe you need some more. Um, um, lessons to help you get unstuck from something, um, but yeah, I mean they could they could just overshadow um, a stranger in the grocery store and just see how the how you how you interact with other people. You know, do you have a a um, a light countenance? Are you smiling? Are you you know being gracious and um, uplifting and empowering? You know, if you're walking around with a scowl and yelling at people and and having road rage, they're just like, just kind of like shaking their heads, going, "Okay, we need a little more practice here." So they'll set up some uh, some situations where you could, you know, practice getting calmed down. Um, it's not always some uh, you know grandiose kind of thing like, "Oh, Pleiadian happened and and now I can I can see um, auras." You know that is a possibility. Well, I think it's, a, it's very fascinating the, the entire topic and creating a lineup. I, I'm, I'm very excited uh, that um, it's this time of year, and uh, of course I'm going to be going outside and soaking up all the energy I have. And I've got to tell you, we've got some callers on the switchboard ready to ask some questions. So I'm going to turn you back to them. And thanks for bringing okay. me on here. Okay, Fiona. Thanks so much. Bye for now. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, a really good thing to do during Pleiadian lineup, any Pleiadian lineup really, um, is if you have crystals, take them outside and let them soak up those frequencies. And actually, every month, the sun hits galactic degree, um, basically like the 17th, 18th, and 19th. Some months it's later, some months it's earlier, depending on the month and the year, but especially in May and November when the sun is at galactic degree like it is right now, take your crystals outside, especially during the noon hours like between 11 and 1. And even if, the, even if it's cloudy, they're still getting those codes. So um, if you have crystals, take them outside and, and let them soak that up. So um, I'm going to take another question here. I, I think it's a little off topic, but I just want to... Um, see if I can help here. We're going to talk to Matt. Hey, Matt. It's Ariel. So um, what is your question? Is that me on the air? That's you on the air, sweetie. 
that's me on the air. Oh, I'm surprised they put me through, Fiona. How's it going? Yeah, well, I, 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 I see her note about your question, and it, and it is a little off topic, but um, I'm curious. Did you did you witness a, a strange event? Uh, well, I didn't witness um, the event, but I know that lots of people um, were talking about it. I think it, it happened two weekends ago. Um, that that white light that everybody said was a UFO over Los Angeles, and then it kind of like exploded or whatever happened there. Um, and it was just like beaming this light. Like you guys heard about that, obviously, right? Well, yeah, Anastasia reported on that, and um, uh, there wasn't any conclusion as to what it was, but right. I'm, I'm Thinking in my mind, was that about November first? Ah, uh, I'm honestly not too sure. Um, I don't want to say yes, and it's not, but it was around that time. Yeah, I just know okay. that um, it was just weird how it happened, and um, I don't know. I, I just wanted to get see if what you guys uh, thought about it, and if because I I I. I saw it. I watched a YouTube video on it. My buddy came over and he said that he saw something on the news and he showed it to me. And we both like watched the news and they said it was a missile test and we were both kind of just laughing, saying, "Yeah, right." <laughs> and uh, and um, yeah, no, I haven't really looked into it too much since that time. And I just wanted to see like what you guys thought about it because I just thought maybe you guys. Um, would have looked into it uh, or would have an idea yeah. more than I would have anyways. Yeah, you know, Anastasia did report on that. But, um, I mean, actually, oh, I just see a, a note uh, from Fiona. It occurred November 7th. Oh, it did it? Okay. okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, apparently um, she just looked it up. But... Um, you know there are there are ships here all the time, not just Pleiadian ships. I mean they come from all over. This this planet is a, of a lot of interest to a lot of different races, and um, whether it's white lights or flashing lights or strange clouds, yes they're here. And um, no, I don't think it was a missile test. It it huh. it, it could I mean it most likely has, you know, extraterrestrial origins and you know, it's kind of like neither here nor there. If they were going to make an appearance, they wouldn't have just stopped with that. But sometimes right. they do little little things that make people scratch their head and and start asking questions like what could that have been? So, you know, possibly it was a a a precursor to something else. Or, um, mm. you know, I, I did not see the video. Did the did the light hold a, a, a like a trajectory, or you know, could it have been you know space debris on fire? Um, I mean, um, well, basically, what I saw was um, it looked like like I don't, I've never like I can't say that I know exactly what a UFO looks like when it's flying around up there, but it looked like it wasn't a plane, I'll put it that way, or a helicopter or anything. And mm -hmm. everybody who was there said it looked like a UFO, and it, it was like 
what I saw in the video is these people were uh, filming like time lapses on top of a parking garage or something they were saying. And then um, they were filming it and the guy put his camera on the tripod because he, he's like, oh, like it looks like a UFO or something. So he started filming it and it started up and then it started dipping down. And then you should definitely check out the video. It's pretty cool. And then all of a sudden uh, the UFO, it starts shining bright white and then it kind of like bubbles. I don't even know how to explain what happened there. It, it almost like, it looks like it kind of like explodes this light around it. I don't know. You just have to look at it because I'm not explaining it properly. But, um, and then all of a sudden, boom, like this white light just get beamed. It, it's like cloudy. And there's like, then there's like a blue light in like a little tail or something they were calling it in between. So it definitely, it definitely looked, uh, like something beyond our technology created that. Um, but what you were saying uh, before about like, yeah, maybe it was meant, especially like I was listening to one of the radio shows last week. Um, and I remember Lavendar was saying in, on the show that, uh, like she was guessing that the disclosure or whatever, that they were, there is this disclosure coming in 2015, and then I know that slowly um, there's all these events that were going to be planned so that people start to, because they have to be comfortable with seeing right. like right. UFOs and stuff like that, right? So maybe that was just a part of, that was just one of the things, and what a better place to start than Los Angeles, one of the right. places that, <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, has been um, uh, corrupt or whatever you want to call it. But anyways... I just thought I'd call in and and say or see what you guys thought. And then last week I I work up in a place called Huntsville up in Ontario in Canada. And I was actually listening to your show all day cuz something was telling me to listen to it, like the pre-recorded ones. I was just going through them all. And then something inside of me, I found this like lake. Uh this might be off topic. I don't know if you guys want me to shut up, just tell me. <laughs> But um, well, um, as of right now, no one is no one is is waiting. So um, tell me what you saw. Okay. So um, I was working, and I well, I about two weeks ago I came across this this cool like lake that I found, and like where I am up here, it's like up northish, so it's it's like the woods kind of, and um, I came across this lake on this back road. And it was just a cool spot. It just kind of spoke to me. And, like, I was I was starting to go there for morning meditations. And it was just a cool spot. And then I was at work last week. And at the end of the day, something told me to just go to this place. I don't know. Something inside of me just kept saying, go to this place. And I got there. And I was looking around. And... Like I said, I don't, I, I can't claim that I saw a UFO because I'm not a hundred percent, but I swear there was two of them that were just hovering above the trees over this lake. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a beautiful sight. I'll tell you that much. If it was a UFO, it was a beautiful sight. And immediately after that, something told me that I needed to speak to Lavendar, and then I sent uh, you guys that request. So I just thought I'd share that with you. But it was a cool experience I had last week, and I. Something told me to 
get in touch yeah. with Lavendar. So I did that. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, the fact that you had an irresistible urge to go there, and then you see ships, and and I'm I'm feel pretty certain that they were um, truly, you know, UFOs, and it was just for you. Mm-hmm. Because I know that I've been, ever since I got my reading from you guys, it really has changed my life. So incredible knowing all this stuff, especially because when you're born here, you just, I guess you choose to forget everything or whatever. Everybody's different and has different cases. But, and then you, you put all that stuff on me with the reading and all that and really is incredible. And then I've been kind of like trying to, communicate i guess with my star team or whoever they are and uh i my my friend and i my friend mark who also got his reading done with you guys we just so badly wanted to see like a ufo or a ship whatever anything we're just crying out for anything and all of a sudden that happened so it was it was a great experience well you know it might be a good idea to go back up there um during pleiadian lineup and remember to ask three times, and a very crucial key uh, when you are reaching out to the Pleiadians especially, they have you have to meet them kind of halfway because right. it's, it's very uncomfortable and unpleasant for them to actually come into the third dimension because it's very dense and the energy here with all of the the stress and anger and and uh. you know stuff in our planet it's it's like fingernails on a chalkboard to them so Ooh, they can only yeah i can only imagine they, they can only come so far into the the third dimension and if and if you lift your vibration up just and you can do that by, I mean, just filling yourself with as many reasons to feel love as you can. You know, love for the flowers, <laughs> love for some person or anything. Just try to fill yourself with as much loving vibration and and gratitude. Uh-huh. To get your, you get your frequency up high enough so that they can hear you. Because <laughs> and if you're sitting here going... I want to see a Pleiadian, darn it! And I mean, you know, if you're coming at them with that yeah, kind yeah. of, uh, it's like right. forget it. They're not, they're not coming. Why would they want to? Oh, no chance. Know? I mean, it's like it's like a huge stink for them, and they can't they can't <laughs> tolerate kind of that kind of stink. So you have to right. raise your frequency up to to um, so that they could, even if they wanted to, you know, and and um, then they might not be able to if the if the energies are just too dense and too too nasty. So and, and I'm right. talking to everybody, not just not just you. Um mm-hmm. raise your vibration up when when you're trying to connect um with the Pleiadians, you really have to meet them halfway. Right. Because well, and I, I sorry, go ahead. I was just saying I was just gonna say if if there's a you know angry negativity i mean they'll be gone you know like a, like a right. like a deer in the woods just can't they can't they can't handle it it took them and when you thousands, say it took thousands of years for them to evolve to get away from that so they're not right 
they, you know, they don't. They just really don't like to to um, to have to deal with that. So raise your vibration. Um, take crystals if you have them, and I would, you know, Matt, I would have you go back to that lake, and just spend some. I was quiet just about time. to go there right now, to be honest. <laughs> well, before I called um, in, I was just about to head over there, but like, yeah, kinda... well, keep keep your eyes on the sky, and you know, don't be surprised if you see ships. And don't be afraid, right? Because obviously, I just want, I had another question for you about um, when you said like they'll be gone. Like, are they like so? I'll go into a meditation and like I'll I'll give thanks for everything I have and like want to connect with them and everything, and try to raise my vibration up. Now, are they there? Like, like uh, explain to me how they're like connecting with me. Like, is it all, like, they can hear my thoughts? Like, how is that going on? Well, yeah, I mean, they're telepathic, but also, um, and I, I, I can't I can't quite recall your chart at this point. It's been a couple of years since I read it. But you're starseed, and you've got implants. And implants are sometimes wonderful things, Um they're they're handy little tools that can sometimes give you an edge, but it's also um, tracking. They know where you are, and even more than that, um, they know they know where you are um, emotionally. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, they just they have a line on on any of their bloodlines. It's in the DNA, and the the show wow. that we did last week. <clears throat> about crystal implants, you're born with those. Uh-huh. They're they're in your DNA, and and it's through these implants that um, is kind of a, a galactic GPS. So yeah, I mean they know they know when you're doing good and they know when you're not. But they 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 have such galactic love that you know even when the kids are being bad, they still love them. Um, right. You know, just like parents would. Um, but, yeah, they, they know. They know. And if there's any kind of fear that anyone has, um, it's like, ooh, I really want to see them. But if you did see them, you'd be, you know, like <laughs> um, running away. Um, they won't. They know if there's fear, and they would never do anything to traumatize you. So, um but you've already seen the ships, so I don't think that that's a um, an issue in your case. Um, yeah, 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 no, it's, um, yeah, no. I, at first, I was kind of like, I don't know, I was, I wouldn't say that I was in fear. I was more of excited, you know, like when you see something like that, because I, I was, as it was going on, I was actually watching planes fly by them. So I was going like, "There's no way that's a, it could be a plane." It was, it was cool. I'll put it that way. But no, I was like, my stomach was obviously like the butterflies were going, or however, however you want to yeah, use the expression. Yeah. But um, yeah, so no, it, it was cool. Good, good. Um, I was just about to tell you something, and now I forgot what I was going to say. Um, 
but if you take your uh, you know take your crystals and and you know go go lie down by the lake and and watch the skies um don't be surprised if you if you do see a ship and you might want to have um a message or an intent that you would you know send to the ship you know uh, thank you for watching over me um i need some help with this or that um you know because while they're while they're right there that would that might be a good thing to to have an intent to communicate with them right and the crystals will just kind of enhance your frequency like communication yes. connection yes. kind of mhm they okay. they magnify and amplify your intent okay and if there's anybody else on the line just tell me i just kind of got one more question um, um go ahead um just um this is kind of off topic again a little bit but like today and yesterday like i've like we just got a cottage built on the lake and i was just staring up at the sky yesterday right by the lake and it feels like i'm seeing like like i don't know like like energy in the sky or something i don't know it's crazy and like over top of the trees i was looking out you could kind of see their aura and stuff like that is that just uh because of the energies that are going on right now and everything's kind of amped up or no that's that's you i would say that's just me yeah because another person could stand there and not see it but your right. third eye is opening and enabling you to to see those energies they're always right. there but um most of us are are blind to it right and that has to do with like kind of like what you eat and stuff like that too. Like, I guess everything, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if your physical body is full of toxins and um, you know heaviness, that um, mm-hmm. that might have an effect on, or, or, or it'd be better to maybe uh, um, you know do, do a cleanse. But you know, whenever they show up, they show up. And and yeah. sometimes it it catches you off guard, but you know anytime I see a ship, I just I just smile and say thank you, and you know I'll uh, I'll be back one day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. But right now, because I've got to do. That's right. That's right. Awesome. Well, so, thanks for um, having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Unless well, you have anything else you to say, there. Sorry, welcome. I cut you off. Yeah, well, that's fine. Um, and maybe we will see you at a Crystal Quest one day. I hope to be there, yeah. I, My buddy and I were talking about it. We'd like to get down to Arkansas and, and join you guys for sure. Well, that would that would be like a, a, a springboard to take you to um, Quantum Leap a few levels. Yeah. No, we're we're ready for it. We we think we are anyways. We're, we're pretty okay, pumped well, up about it about everything that's going on right now and all the changes that are happening. So we're excited. Well, six months six months from right now on the next Pleiadian lineup, maybe we'll see you in Arkansas. Awesome. Sounds good. Maybe I'll call okay. in on one of the next shows. We'll we'll talk to you soon. Okay, Matt. Thanks for calling. All right. See Bye-bye. you guys. Bye.
Um, and in case you're not uh, much of an astronomer, which I'm not either, but um, I know how to find the Pleiades. If you can, um, if you can find Orion, um, and I, I'm just telling you this because I think you might like to know, if you can find Orion and the three stars for Orion's belt, if you draw a line through those three stars in Orion's belt, that it's going upward uh, from left to right, you keep following that line from Orion's belt off to the right, and then you'll see a real faint cluster of stars, and that's the Pleiades. That's how you can always find it. So it doesn't look like we have any more um, questions from callers. Let me just give you one last chance, last call for questions. You have to press 1 on your keypad, and if you're not already on the switchboard, then the number to call is 917-889-8292. And then press 1 once you're in. So um, I'll just kind of recap. Once again, we are tonight announcing the next Crystal Quest, which is on Pleiadian lineup in May. And if you have at least one of the six star markings for the Crystal Soul Group, which is galactic degree in Taurus or Scorpio, those are the Pleiadian marks, um, Aquarius or Leo, those are the Atlantean marks, or Capricorn and Cancer, those are the crystal grid marks. Um, any of those means that you're part of this soul group and qualified to come. And if you, have a, um, if you don't know your chart, you can send an email to me at crystals at starseedhotline.com and I'll be happy to take a quick look at your charts and let you know if any of those markings are there, either natal or progressed. Well, I don't think we're going to have any more callers with questions, so I want to thank you all for listening. And uh, we got two more days of Pleiadian lineup, so pay attention, keep your vibration high, look up at the sky, find the Pleiades, and even if you don't see any ships, they are there. So pay attention to everything that goes on for the next few days. There could be some surprises or wonderful um, experiences for a lot of you. So with that, I wish you all a great week from all of us here at Starseed Radio Academy. Vanya and Fiona, thank you so much for your assistance this evening. And Lavendar will be back next week. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 